For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of a horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. I saw Matilda for the first time at the Spring Horse Sales in Goresbridge, County Kilkenny, about three years ago. And now when you're driving home with a new horse in the horse box behind you, you do hope that she's going to get on pretty well with your other horses. And there are definitely situations where horses can really not get along to the point that it's actually not safe to put them together in the paddock. So my plan was to put her in her own paddock, which would be right beside Ozzy's paddock. So anyway, we arrived home. Everybody was very excited. My horses were very interested, but Matilda, she wasn't as impressed. And understandably, she had no idea where she was. She had no idea who we were, and she had no idea what she was doing there. And so for a couple of days, everybody seemed to coexist in their respective paddocks. But one morning when I came out to feed them, the wire that we put up between Ozzy and Matilda's paddock had been completely trashed, And Ozzy and Matilda were now in the same paddock, but they were at either sides of it. Like they were not together. They were as as far away as they could get. So I watched them for a little while and this is what was happening. Matilda had no interest in Ozzy whatsoever. Ozzy, (laughs) different kettle of fish, he had put one of his Connemara plans into motion. So at first he was pretending to ignore Matilda And then in a very kind of relaxed, oh, I'm not doing too much here kind of a way, Ozzy would slowly approach Matilda, but he was also pretending that he was just eating grass. And then he would end up standing right behind Matilda, and then he would bite her tail hard. Matilda would squeal, and Ozzy would turn around and gallop off as fast as his legs would carry him, before she had a chance to double barrel him with her hind legs. They really didn't get on at the beginning. Once they started to tolerate each other, then it was time to officially move them to the same paddock. And so now the way it works is that everybody in the morning gets a small bucket of food. Matilda is the boss between herself and Ozzy. So the first morning I went out to feed them in the paddock and Matilda was still pretty new. And I put the two buckets down on the ground. And so Ozzy and Matilda both started to eat their breakfast. Now Matilda is excellent at eating food. She eats at the speed of light. I've never seen a horse eat so fast. So she had her whole bowl licked clean in about 30 seconds. 
Ozzy, a little bit different. He eats more slowly. He savors every bite. So Matilda immediately realized once she had finished that Ozzy still had food. And so she marched over to push Ozzy off his bucket so she could eat it. Not so fast, girly, I thought. So I stepped in. I made a bit of noise and flapped my arms to push her away. Well, she was not impressed at all. We got head shaking. We got aerial acrobatics. We got a bit of galloping around. And we basically got a horse who could not understand why she couldn't eat all of Ozzy's breakfast. And there was, there was a lot of dramatics, put it that way. Anyway, we got over it. Ozzy finished his breakfast in peace. And that was it. And so every morning since then, the two horses are in the same paddock and they each get a little bit of food in a bucket every morning. And after the first couple of days of displeasure, when I had to stop Matilda from eating Ozzy's food, she resigned herself to the situation. But every day, the same thing would happen. So Matilda would look at me and she'd say, Elaine, I finished my breakfast. It was delicious. And I'd say, Matilda, that's great. And then she'd say, Elaine, I really need to eat Ozzy's breakfast right now. I'm still hungry. And I'd say, no, Matilda, you don't. And then she'd look at me and she'd say, oh, okay, I better just go and eat some grass then, I guess. And I'd say, sounds good, Matilda. And so every day she asked me the same questions and every day she always gets the same answers. And instead of her now throwing a big fit or a big wobbly or whatever when I say it, these days when she asks me the question and I can actually see the thought forming in her mind, it's literally just her eyes move and I get a look and I just quietly say no under my breath and she doesn't even come over to Ozzy she just turns away from Ozzy and goes looking for some grass instead so there's no drama there's no confusion and there's no problem one of the most important lessons we learn as people who strive to really focus on listening to the horse is to be 100% clear in our actions and to be 110% consistent in our answers. And so every day, with one word said quietly, I communicated very clearly with Matilda about something that was really important to her. Now the thing is, if I wasn't consistent, maybe one day a week, I allowed her to eat some food from Ozzy's bucket. Whoa, that would just turn into a nightmare. So she has a lot of energy and determination and she would have used all of that to get the food if I wasn't completely crystal clear every single day. Because consistency changes everything when you're working with a horse. From enjoyable, calm meal times to connected groundwork and on to developing that true connection, lightness and softness in your riding. So when you're building a relationship with a new horse or maybe continuing to develop a relationship with your current horses, See if you can figure out one small thing that you can be completely consistent about this week and really focus on that. Now, next thing. I want to share with you a fun exercise that you can try out at home this week. This is called the magic circle. It's a riding exercise. What you're gonna need is you're going to need some type of an arena that has a perimeter going around the outside of it, or you're going to need some kind of track like a, a pathway through the grass or so, something obvious that you know that there's a line that your horse is meant to be on and that the horse kind of knows there's a line he, he's meant to be on. So the idea is you're riding your horse on a loose rein. You can do walk, you can do trot, whatever you want. 
but you're going to ride on this track or you're going to ride around the perimeter of the arena or wherever you're riding around okay so maybe if it, like this, there's often maybe a, like a track worn around an arena or something like that or around a paddock if there's any basically any type of track is what you're looking for now the secret is you're riding on a loose rein okay and what you want to find out is if your horse is going to stay on that track on a loose rein or if when you offer them a loose rein they're going to start to veer off the track and go somewhere else so your horse maybe you've never even tried this before i don't know but sometimes it can be obvious you're riding your horse and you can feel them they're on the perimeter going around the outside of the arena and you can feel them dragging one to go into the arena but sometimes it can be more subtle and you might only be able to notice it when you're riding around on a loose rein and when the horse has the option to stay the way they're going or to go a different direction so they have a choice so you can check it out by riding them on a loose rein and see what they do now Ozzy used to do this. So when he was on the perimeter and we were riding around, I could feel, particularly when we're going on a left circle, so what's, that's a counterclockwise circle, I could feel that he kind of wanted to just leave the outside of the perimeter and go into the center of the circle or the center of the arena. Funnily enough, when he was going to the right, so a, a clockwise circle, he was fine. He would stay where I asked him to. But when we were going to the left, he would definitely try and come off that outside track and kind of go into the center. Now, I wasn't asking him to do it. He just decided he wanted to do it. So to fix that, I find the easiest way was to let him step off that track, to let him come a little bit into the arena, but immediately do a small circle, which is hard work for a horse physically, and go straight back out to the perimeter of the arena or go straight back to the original track again. And I kept doing this until he did a full circle around the perimeter, a full perimeter lap without diving in. And it did take a couple of minutes to work through it. And what I found is then once we had done it on the first day, the second day we came out and I asked him to do it on a loose rein going around the perimeter. And he did two or three times go, oh, then can I just dive into the middle here? And I would let him take a step or two, but then I would turn that into a circle and bring him back out to the perimeter. But after a couple of days, he actually didn't try to do it anymore. So the benefits of doing it, well, I guess actually you could say, well, what's the other option? So the other option is when your horse is on a track or on the perimeter of an arena and they're trying to go a different direction and kind of fall into the arena a little bit, is that you use your reins to fix them and ask them to stay out or you use your legs or your seat or you do some, you do some kind of correction to bring them back out to stay, to, to stay on that track. But it's like a band-aid. It's not actually solving the problem. You've just made it tricky for your horse to do it. So they're like, okay, I'll go back to the perimeter. I'll stay here. But, you know, 10 seconds later, they're probably trying to dive in again. So you still have the problem. You're trying to fix the problem, but you're not actually fixing it. You're band-aiding it. So the benefits of doing it this way, which is when your horse is on the track and the rein is loose and they decide they want to come in, is that you let them come in for a step or two and then you do a small circle and bring them back out to where you started. So the benefits is once you do it this way, your horse will eventually decide that it's too much work doing all these small circles. And these small circles always tend to happen once the horse decides to come off the track that they'll just go, okay, well, if I just stay on the track, it's actually easier for me. It's less work, so I'll just stay on the track. So the benefits of doing it this way is that your horse stops trying to take over. Also, you don't need to correct anything anymore because your horse isn't doing it. So you don't go pulling on the reins or anything. Thirdly, when you're riding around, now that your horse isn't doing it anymore because they've decided just to stay on the perimeter, 
you don't have to keep doing all these little corrections so your life gets a lot easier and you can focus on other cool stuff now that all these little correction things that maybe you were doing before you don't have to do them so you've got headspace you can go oh i think we'll do a shoulder in <laughs> i think we'll do something interesting i think i'll work on my posture and release the, ten- the tension i should say in my shoulders i think i'll remember to breathe you can do other stuff instead of trying to fix your horse coming in off the perimeter and also your horse's main focus isn't going to be going in random directions anymore so your horse is going to have more focus there's going to be more communication and more connection so a couple of things that i want to mention when you're doing this a few things to avoid i don't want you to have any change in emotion so when your horse is on the perimeter at loose rein they decide they don't want to stay there they want to turn into the turn move off the track turn into the arena whatever it is really important don't get angry don't get tense don't get annoyed don't lose patience (laughs) okay you need to stay emotionally neutral and just go okay you want to do that that's fine i know what i'm going to do small circle back to the perimeter simple problem solved so it's very there's, there's no emotional change in you another thing don't do it two or three times and give up okay because then you're back to the original situation again Another thing that's really important to notice, so when we're doing any type of work with our horses, we're not looking for the horse to be perfect straight away. So if you're, when you try this ho- with your horse, the first session you try, all you're looking for is a tiny change, a tiny improvement. So maybe at the start of the session, you just did a test to see what they would do. And as you go around the perimeter of your arena or the track around your paddock, you just to experiment you tried it with your horse and your horse left the track six times around the whole rectangle that you're riding around they left it six times okay on every lap but you worked on this strategy and then by the end of the session maybe the horse now only leaves three times on every lap that's huge progress so i'd like you to recognize that be thankful for tiny improvements because it means you're on the right track you've made progress today and then tomorrow you'll make more progress and the next day so sometimes it's actually really good that if you want to do something with your horse assume that it's going to take seven sessions okay don't assume it's going to take one assume it's going to take seven and break it down into seven little parts and then you want to get one seventh better for each of the sessions over the week or whatever it is so I think it could be really useful so I think you should definitely have fun with it and even if you think oh no my horse would always goes the direction I ask him to go and he would never do that try it on a loose rein particularly for all you riders who tend to ride on a contact with the rein being straight from the bit or the horse's nose to your hands okay this is loose rein week <laughs> so I want you to try on a loose rein because then you're actually going to get a lot more insight to what your horse is really thinking okay because that's what we really need to figure out and work with so if you'd like some more groundwork exercises or writing exercises that fix problems like this in a very easy strategic low stress kind of way both for you and for the horse you can find more lessons just like this one at www.dancingatliberty.com forward slash connected now i want to say congratulations to some of our students first person to get a shout out is katie smart Katie Smart has a horse called Sir George, which I think is the coolest name for a horse. So Katie wrote that she had a wonderful hack on Sir George today. 
We have been working on the Confidence Fix course and I'm really starting to see our confidence and partnership grow. It's so good. It's great. We've actually we've been seeing kind of various updates from Sir, Sir George, I should say, in the, the Facebook community. And I really enjoy following along and see, seeing how they're getting on. So the next person I want to give a special shout out to is Keisha Smith. So she wrote that this morning was chilly but sunny. And when I walked out to the field and seen my horse resting with his face pointed to the sun, I was so blessed. So I quietly walked over and I told him not to get up. And for about five minutes, we just sat there side by side, facing the sun and listening to each other breathe. It was such a beautiful time. We got up when he was ready, had an amazing walk, very calm, and then had a wonderful pamper session and a ride. I'm learning to slow down and enjoy the moment. And it has been a beautiful thing. Oh, it's so good. Ah, okay, last shout out for this week is Zaria Gaden. So Zaria has been working actually through our five days to confidence workshop. And she said, our biggest aha moments this week have been helping Amigo, Amigo is her horse, to have something to focus on because this helps him concentrate on what he should be doing and not concentrating on distractions. So Zaria said, the more we do together, the more trust we build and the more confident both of us become, especially as this is a new partnership. Today we did some more pull work and trailer loading and he was connected and calm. I feel pretty confident that although a lot of stuff we haven't done yet, we could either do it confidently or be able to do the steps to get there. So good. So congratulations, everybody. And if you'd like to be featured in this section of the podcast or if you'd like to read some more inspiring stories about our students from all over the world, from America to Australia to Ireland to South Africa to South America, all you need to do is join our community at www.starthorselistening.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Now I'm quite excited because soon we will be holding our next five days to confidence workshop. This is an online workshop. It's completely free and you can watch it from anywhere in the world on your smartphone or laptop. And you're going to learn how to deal with scary arena corners, how to get your horse brave with plastic. And you'll also discover some really useful confidence building tips. And not only that, you're going to be able to build your own confidence in the process too. Each day you'll get a fun homework assignment to do with your horse and you can get all the details and get a free ticket at www.5daystoconfidence.com.